Good evening, and welcome to Mouthful Smart Talk about food, wine, and farming here on KRCB-FM. Sunday evening, January, cold. Thank you for joining me. Hope you're uh, nice and warm inside, settling down with a cup of tea, a glass of wine, a mocktail, a cocktail, and enjoy this hour. I know I'm going to. We have some very special guests for you. Um, and, you know, this is when I wish we were on TV, because they're going to be, they're pretty dark, they're going to be. You're going to see how cute they are. I'll take some pictures and post them on Mouthful's page. Before I introduce our guests, though, I want to mention something. We have lost um, yet another iconic member of the Bay Area food community, um, Kathleen Weber of uh, Della Fattoria Bakery and Cafe in Petaluma, passed away yesterday. Um, she had pancreatic cancer. She went very quickly. She was diagnosed only two months ago. Um, I think most people in the Bay Area, actually, not just Sonoma County, know Della Fattoria's remarkable bread. Um, she, Kathleen and her um, son, Aaron, her daughter, Elise, her husband, Ed, um, they just created the most beautiful... Um, ranch where they baked the bread and then opened the restaurant, expanded the restaurant. But when they first started back in, I think, 89 or 90, uh, Kathleen was driving the bread around and delivering it. I think her first customer was Sonoma Mission Inn, and she would drive it there in the back of her um, diesel-powered Mercedes. And eventually, and not that long, I don't think, after she started, she landed... um, French Laundry is an account, and that really made a lot of other people perk up. Um, for a long time, you had to drive to Petaluma if you wanted to get it, and then we started seeing it. A few other places, there was a place up in um, Hillsburg that carried it for a while. I'm going to go back into the Mouthful archives. Um, Kathleen and Ed were on Mouthful at least once, but probably two or three times and I'm going to dig into the deep archives and try to get those interviews out and edit them so you can hear them. Um, The Press Democrat ran a story today Um, of course plans for a memorial, that sort of thing, are still in the works but um, what her husband Ed has said is that they hope to open um, the restaurant Della Fattoria there on the main street in Petaluma um, for a memorial next Saturday and it will be open to the public but um, there's, not, there's no more details yet. So um, I will post whatever details I get on Mouthful's Facebook page, my Facebook page. Um, but I think they'll probably be um, in the Press Democrat and certainly on Della Fattoria's uh, website. So rest in peace, my dear friend Kathleen. Uh, your bread is heavenly. And on that note... Um, we're going to take a trip to Australia. <laughs> and I, I, a little background, I think it was just two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, that I read an article in the New York Times about the tragedy of the fires in Australia. And of course, huge tragedy. But in reading it, they talked about property and they talked about people. Mm-hmm. They said nothing about animals. And because I know a fair amount about Australian animals, uh, and because we all love koalas, we all love kangaroos, we all love fruit bats, I wanted to know what was happening, and I started asking questions. And then, within about four or five days, there was this watershed. Everyone on Facebook, everyone on, like, every social media website, and in newspaper and magazine articles, was taught suddenly they were talking about the animals Mm -hmm. of Australia. And then, I think it I forget Trisha, Trisha Davis of The Whole Pie. I forget how exactly I came across your event, but it might have been through our mutual friend, Laurel Saxena and Adam Fisher. And thanks so much to both of them. They're such wonderful people. And I know, um, Adam, you're having an event. Yes. um, 
it's is it wine country for what tell me wine country for wildlife i was right yes taking place at sally tomatoes yes next sunday the 26th Mm -hmm. Um, tickets are available at safariencounters.org and what we do on mouthfuls we will give all of the contact information all those details right at the end because everybody knows to go and get their um, pens and paper and all that perfect perfect Um, what time is the event 11 a.m 11 a.m. It's mm-hmm. brunch, right? It's brunch. It's yeah, brunch. It's brunch with the animals. That's great. Yeah. And we have with us um, Brandy Blue of Safari Encounters. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and you're going to have some Australian animals yeah, there so that will be visiting the tables. Yeah. So not just Australian animals. We love Australian animals. We love yeah. all animals. Um, our facility is based right here in Sonoma County. Um, we travel to schools and do birthdays. And um, one of our more popular animals is our sloths. Um, which are not Australian, but we do have a couple Australian the species. Sloths are South American? Yeah, okay. yeah. Our sloths would be natively found in South America. Okay. Um, they much enjoy living in wine country, though, I think. <laughs> I, met a co- I met a couple of the sloths yeah. at um, Safari West a couple years ago. Yeah. Very interesting animals. Mm. We're the only place in Sonoma County currently that has um, outreach animals that are sloths. I mean, you can mm-hmm. go to the zoo and see them, but we actually bring them to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I brought Willow in here a couple years ago, I think. And she was just a little baby. She's four now. Oh, I know. She's still young. They live 30 to 40 years. So uh-huh. we still got a long line. <laughs> um, but you'll get to see um, a wide variety of our animals, um, including our sloths. We'll have some of the animals we brought today with us. Um, our facility actually does house a few Australian animals. Um, one of them is a batong which is not a very well-known Australian animal. No, it's like a mini. I've not heard of it. It's called a, it's it's a mini wallaby. It's a wallaby oh, okay. about the size of your hand. Really? Yeah. Um, a lot of people call them rat kangaroos as well. That um, I've heard. Yeah. I've heard that expression. And so this is a northern batong. They're endangered um, prior to this fires, actually, um, because of wildfires um, and feral cats. And so when we got a batong and our program last year from a zoo that was shutting down in Southern California, we got our mail. And um, we started using an outreach programs because, you know, like all Sonoma County, we, we you know, know about fires and we know about feral mm-hmm. cats and the issue they have. Um, and so he wound up being a really, really fun outreach animal. Um, they are endangered. Um, so we got him a girlfriend. <laughs> and so our facility is actually doing a really fun breeding project. We know we haven't had any babies yet. You know, they're just oh. now getting to like each other. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> they're just now dating. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're eventually going to be doing a breeding project in conjunction with some very larger facilities um, and hopefully, you know, make them a more known animal. Because, um, you know, like on social media, like you're talking about, we've seen so many um, posts about kangaroos, koalas. Um, but there's a lot of other animals that are native to Australia that are in really big trouble because of, you mm-hmm. know, these fires. Um, you know, I, I love kangaroos and wallabies. I have a big Bennett wallaby, too. Um, and I've worked with several red kangaroos in the past, and I love them. So don't, you know, make downplay this. But there are several other animals that are in really, really big trouble. We need um, to know their names. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's something called a glossy black parrot. And um, there's only eight known flocks. They only eat a seed off of one little tree. <laughs> Six of the eight they have been counted have been affected by the fires. Mm. Um, I have a really good friend that's a wildlife biologist over there, and um, he works at not the big zoo, but he works at a young like a facility that just goes out and does counts of these animals. Mm-hmm. Um, he was telling me about um, the Dunart, which is something I had never heard of before these fires. Dunart? Yeah, um, D-U-N-N-A-R-T, I believe, okay. and it's. Um, a marsupial that's about the size of a very small rat, I guess you could say. Um, and it's a marsupial, and they are in critical condition because of these fires. And so, you know, there's lots of other species that are mm-hmm. like, just aren't, you don't think of. You think of the iconic Australian animals, koalas, mm-hmm. kangaroos, but you don't think mm-hmm. of the ones that are not so well known because they're not as popular. <laughs> and fruit bats have really suffered greatly, mm-hmm. and they've already. Um, I've been a member of Bat Conservation International for years, and so I re- I've read a lot about Australian bats, and they've been suffering um, partly because of loss of habitat, mm-hmm. getting caught in wires, yeah, that sort of thing, and uh, they've really been hurt. Yeah, I love the, the bat fires. lady in Sacramento. Have you heard of her? She's fantastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Quirky. Quirky, because we, <laughs> we had a bat lady here. And she started a California bat conservation oh, cool. in um, 
Forestville. She was eventually in a house. Wow. Um, was that Patricia? Patricia. Yeah, Patricia. we lost her. She was yeah, wonderful. We, she was, yeah, she mm-hmm. was the first person who introduced me personally to bats. I was actually sitting in front of her at a class out at Point Reyes, and I turned around, and I saw this little black wing <laughs> come out from under her T-shirt, mm-hmm. and it was Jose, and Jose lived in her... Of course, the bat's name was Jose. And he lived in her ample bosom, yeah. and she would... And he had... His mom had been killed by a carpenter when he he still had his umbilical cord attached. Oh my gosh. And at that point, nobody in California had raised a bat in captivity from, yeah, from that young. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, nobody knew at that point that bats don't manufacture their own vitamin C. So she, I, f- I forget the exact story of how she was able to get that information, but she was able to raise Jose, bec- you know, to adulthood because that's awesome. They figured that out, and sometimes she would be in her station wagon, and she'd have, you know, her hands on the wheel, and he would crawl out of her, uh, <laughs> out of her bra, and he would exercise by running across the top of the steering wheel, and sometimes, you know, people in cars near her would see it. So it was quite. She did a wonderful job. Um, she died of cancer a few years ago. I'm glad to hear. That there's somebody. So she's in Sacramento. Yeah, this, yeah. yeah. Is she coming down for the event? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Um, she does. Uh, you know, she comes to one of the events that I do um, at Tole Fall Festival. Okay. And she always has a booth set up there, and uh-huh. she's just a phenomenal lady. I love mm-hmm. her so much. And then somebody, I'm not sure if it's her. Somebody's making the rounds of Sonoma County libraries right now with bats. That's probably her. They're yeah, doing she bat does, afternoons. That's, yeah, that's yeah. The, that's mainly what she does is just library programs. But she's so funny. Um, you know, we, you know, all the animal people. We're community, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly believe that all the animal people have a similar goal in conservation, education, rehabilitation, whatever that is. We all have, we all mean to do good. We all love animals, you know. And so, um, Quirky and I were sitting across from a table one day, and um, she was, she loves hedgehogs. You know, mm-hmm. um, hedgehogs are like one of her favorite animals. I had no idea. Um, <laughs> and I had the hedgehog out and she was like, oh, my gosh, Brandy, I didn't know you had hedgehogs because hedgehogs are legal in California. And um, I was like, yeah. And she was like, can I feed it a mealworm? And I was like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I was like, go up, go for it. Um, and so, so she do you have to have a special permit to have? Yeah, yeah that's so what I figured. Yeah. Most of the animals that are in my program are restricted species, sure. which means I have um, a USDA permit, which is Department of Agriculture. Mm-hmm. It's a federal and then I have a f- Department of Fish and Wildlife. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I get inspected by vets. And then uh, my facility is also going to be going under the inspection for ZAA, which for is um, ZAA, Zoological Association oh, of America. Okay. Just another certification that we're doing. Um, just making sure we're providing the best possible environment for all of mm-hmm. our animals. And, you know, we're always striving to do better. Excellent. Where's the facility located? Uh, so we are not open to the public, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Um, that is something that hopefully in the next year or two we're going to start fundraising really heavily to do. Because mm-hmm. we have a lot of animals, like one of the animals we brought today, um, that is going to live more than likely for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always tell my grade school kids whenever I go to schools, I'm like, you know, this animal is going to be alive whenever you have kids that are your age now. Yeah. And just probably won't probably be too big to go to schools. <laughs> I say that now. I'll probably still bring it. <laughs> but, um, you know, so I have a couple animals that will well outlive me. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a macaw that's going to live over 70 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, going to be able to find anywhere from five to 10 acres somewhere in Sonoma County because mm-hmm. we want to keep it local. We have a really great volunteer system. We have a great staff. Like, we just love this area. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to have a place people can come visit. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, that's not the case. We just bring the animals to mm-hmm. you because we're not zoned. We rent property right now. Yeah, whereabouts? Um, so we're, we're in Pengrove. Oh, um, Pengrove. Okay. Yeah, so we're right here in town. Um, mm-hmm. But we are hopefully trying to, you know, somewhere find 10 mm-hmm. acres. That way we can open it up. We're going to try to start small and then just kind of build on to there. But mm-hmm. most of our animals are mainly South American based just because that's the animals that I'm super interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's most of the animals um, we have are South American based, but we have, you know, animals from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to take a little musical break yeah. and come back and talk about the details of wine country for wildlife. Mm-hmm. There's an old Australian stockman lying, dying. And he gets himself up onto one elbow and he turns to his mates who are gathered round and he says, Watch me wallabies feed, mate. Watch me wallabies feed. 
they're a dangerous breed, mate. So watch me wallabies feed all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Kangaroos. Did you see the picture? I've, you know, started raining a few days ago in Australia, and I now have this as my cover photo on Facebook. Um, it's two, they're adolescent kangaroos. They have their hands up and open, their heads back, and they're jumping up in praise of the rain. I did see it. John Stewart actually posted it on Facebook and then tagged me because oh. he knew that it would make me jump for joy myself, which yes. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forget exactly where I saw it, but I saw it. I was like, okay. I have to keep this forever. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful. <laughs> so the event is taking place next Sunday, yes. 11 o'clock, yes. Sally Tomatoes, which is, how do we describe where it is? It's, all, it's like <laughs> the Sonoma Mountain something or other. It's, it's Valley House Drive. And it's sort of out in this part of Roanoke Park that I never knew existed it was before like the they were Hugh, there. It was the old Hewlett yeah, Packard plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was. And now it's like a city or something. <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of cool businesses and stuff and there. And there's new housing. I think yeah. AT&T is still out there. And yeah, they've got a little cafe. And then they have this events facility. It's yeah. fantastic. It's so beautiful. And they've been very generous with it, uh-huh. I should I should point out, which is incredibly kind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what the menu is going to be? Um, we decided to let them do what they do best. Okay. And I think they mentioned uh, salmon cups and quiches and muffins. And mm-hmm. I think there was prosciutto and melon on the menu. Mm-hmm. I'm not really okay. sure what the plates will look like. Okay, so Sally Tomatoes is just going to mm-hmm. do the food. They're just going to handle it. I'm uh-huh. a big believer in, you know, having people in my life who know how to do things yes. and just letting sure. them. <laughs> I think it's amazing. <laughs> and then there's going to be, uh, so at 11, what happened? Do people come in and sit down? Do they mingle for a while? So people can come in at 11. We've got a photo booth set up by um, Michelle Felican. And they can have their pictures taken. They can see some stationary animals. We're going to have a penguin arriving from Six Flags. What kind of penguin? Uh, An African penguin. Yeah. Um, he He's the one that does all of their uh, like photos for Six uh-huh. Flags. I, I, I bet he's a Magellan. You know what? I don't yeah, have a It's probably Magellan because so Magell- Magell- Magellans don't have to be where it's cold. Yeah, yeah. They have like a big setup there. Um, I'm really great friends with the curator there. He's such an amazing guy. And he was like, I was telling him about the fundraiser that Trisha and I were thinking. And I, he was like, how can I help? And so I was like, <laughs> bring a penguin. <laughs> and I'm just like throwing it out there, yeah. you know, because I, I don't normally do a traveling program. And they're like, right. okay. Okay. And <laughs> now they used to have Burma, who is a fruit bat. They do. They still have her. Are they bringing her? Um, I don't think they're going to bring her. She is a little more hands-off now, um, uh, and we always respect the animals sure. because there is going to be quite a few people yeah. here. I fed her um, grapes before. She's, she's very awesome. funny. I actually just saw her this last weekend. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm so glad to know again. she's still alive. Oh, yeah. yeah I just love great. her. Yeah, she's still doing great. She still gets worked with all the time. It's just she doesn't do, like I said, this is not something they normally do. They don't normally leave their facility. Mm-hmm. They're doing it as just a fundraiser for mm-hmm. the Australia. Everyone's kind of coming together. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to bring a penguin a turkey vulture um some ferrets you know and have a couple of their staff members there as well Mm -hmm. assisting us and they're just great i mean they're great they were actually um our out facility whenever the fires were happening here Mm -hmm. Um, we were going to move all of my animals over there so i mean they're they're phenomenal people Uh and i'm really excited that they're going to get to be a part of it with Mm -hmm. us yeah. So when you arrive, some uh-huh. of their animals will be set. You can visit with their animals, mm-hmm. chat with their expert handlers. We'll have um, the North Bay Herp Club is coming mm-hmm. with some of their animals. And uh, some of Safari Encounters animals will also be set up in various areas. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not sorry. Um, we'll sorry, be playing sorry. their adorable ukulele stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they are. Uh, well, it's L'Oreal Saxena mm-hmm. and and Ursa. Ursa, yes. And there, I saw them for the first time the other night at. Give me a second, Shady Oak. Yes, it was fabulous. Yeah, they're, they're really just too adorable. They're too they're adorable. adorable. And L'Oreal has a great falsetto. Mm-hmm. It's fabulous. She does. She does. And they're fun. And you know, I sent one message and said, "Hey, I'm doing this weird thing. Do you wanna?" And instantly, yes, with you know as many exclamations as you can. Mm-hmm. As, as you can give. So they'll be playing. We have a silent auction with amazing things. Oh Tell us gosh. about some of those things. Okay, so we have um, a huge overnight from Safari West. Oh, fabulous. We have dinner for two at Valette. 
We have dinner at um, the Koala Clock. That's what I'm saying. Oh, we have this this very adorable (laughs) Koala Clock that I got from Ace Hardware in Sevastopol because they're super generous. Um, We have dinner from the Gravenstein Grill. We have a wine pairing at the Gables Inn. Oh, wow. Um, I'll be doing a pie making class. Mm Mm-hmm. For four. So we have a lot of really cool big things happening. Got some Peter Michelle wine and a case of Corbell. All kinds of stuff Peter, has appeared. Peter Michelle? Peter Michael. Oh, I'm P- sorry. oh, P- oh no, it's okay. Peter, Peter Michael. Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. You want some books? Sure. Want some cookbooks? Absolutely. Yes, please. Okay. I'll give you I'll give you a set of whatever cookbooks I have in my supply right now. Fantastic. I need to order. I think I have I think I have four titles. I might have five titles. I like your vinaigrette one. That's the one I need to restock. <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> that one and salt and pepper, but I have oil and vinegar, mustard, tomatoes, uh, more than meatballs, and the Good Cook's Journal. So I, I have five out right more now. More than meatballs. It's a fun book. Mm. It's a fun book. So I'm all I, in. <laughs> I, will, I, I will work on getting those to you. Fantastic. No Thank problem. You. So we'll have a raffle and some of Michelle's books will be there. <laughs> and, oh, so you have a raffle as well. So we have a regular raffle, we have a centerpiece raffle, and we have the silent auction. So there's lots for people uh-huh. to do in that first hour. Mm-hmm. They can, you know, pictures, animals, whatever. They can flirt with Sammy. Uh, what kind of bird is Sammy? Sammy is an Amazon. So if you remember 49er Pet, um, you know, mm-hmm. a local staple pet store that yeah. was here at it closed down. Right. Um, she retired, and um, she she called me one day, the owner, and she was like, "Hey, like, I really need a special place for this bird to go." And I used to mm-hmm. go in there all the time and buy like supplies there for some of my animals. And um, Kitty called me, and she was like, "Will you take Sammy?" She's like, "She's been in this pet store for twenty years." Oh gosh. And um, <laughs> so Sammy's gonna be there. All Sammy does is say hi, because you got to realize that everybody from Forty Nine Pet walked in and said hi, hi. to this bird. <laughs> what sort of? <laughs> and she's uh. She's an Amazon. Okay. Yeah, and so um, she's just going to sit there and say hi to everybody that walks by and loves <laughs> every minute adorable. of the attention. She loves the attention. What color? She's going to be green, and she's um, a yellow Naples um, Amazon, so she's got a little okay. bit of yellow, but she's okay. mostly green. Mm-hmm. She's a small parrot. Um, and so she's a new member of our family, but, you know, she's 20-something, um, and she just loves to talk. So mm-hmm. she's going to be a greeter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was talking to her about this event yesterday, and she was really looking forward to yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's excited for all the attention. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have, um, you know, Aunt Sammy there. Like she said, we're going to have North Bay Herbological Society with a big booth, you know. Um, we're going to have some cool, you know, rattlesnakes there on display. Obviously not petting rattlesnakes. <laughs> um, you know, some <laughs> educational stuff, too. Um, like I said, the penguin will be there. Um you know for that first hour and then during that first hour people are kind of cruising looking at the different items that they could bid on um, or buy raffle tickets for um, they're seeing the animals um, then everybody will get seated around noonish mm-hmm. um, and we will be putting those stationary animals up and then we're going to be getting out our animals that do better with meet and greet type things mm-hmm. um, so while brunch is being served we're going to actually have different handlers going around to each table introducing table individually to whatever animal they're holding so um one of those animals will be one of our boys lost um mm-hmm. he'll be going around saying hi to everybody um you know we'll answer any silly questions that people have about the animals um you know we'll also have you know some of the other birds in our program that will be there we have um, bearded dragons which are native to australia that will be going around um, a batong, like I was telling you about earlier, that little mini wallaby. Right. And oh, the batong's going to be there? He is going oh, awesome. to be there, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's giving his girlfriend a break. I'm going to be um, with Trisha walking around. Um, he's going to be in this little pouch because he'll jump in a pouch still. Uh-huh. He's and one of my favorites. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we're going to have, you know, uh, just different animals walking around. I want to tell them all because, you know, you have to buy the tickets and come but um there's gonna be a lot of really really cool things there and Mm -hmm. we're excited to do it and like i said it's been really nice how everyone has just kind of come together for this whole event Mm -hmm. how many people can uh we can see 300 300 oh that's Mm -hmm. excellent 300 Mm -hmm. and we're hoping to do so Uh and then we should add one thing about the silent auction i saw some photographs today um a couple of potters I know Adam Adam oh Fisher, Laurel Sexina's husband. Yes. He does amazing pottery, and he's done three pieces. Yes, and then some of his colleagues. Yes, at the, I'm uh, sorry, I left them off my list as oh, I was rambling a- off names. So we have, I have quite literally a car full of donations from the Tortuga Pottery Studios crew. Wow! And I want to point this out. I, I know you love community, like I love community, and we haven't asked for donations. You know, I came up with this big dumb idea at dark o'clock in my kitchen. 
And I posted it on Facebook and I said basically like, hey, who wants to put on a show in a barn? And everybody <laughs> jumped up and raised their hand. Excellent. So people are calling me saying, how can I give you this donation? Excellent. So I stopped by Adam's house today, Fisher, and he filled my car wow. with gifts from his friends. And there's still more coming. That is so great. It's, I mean, it's, it really is nothing short of magic, truly. Do you have a dollar goal that you're hoping to raise? Um, you know, with 300 guests, we can't send $100,000 to Australia as much as we would like to. Mm -hmm. But I would really like to see 25000 mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. And have you chosen what... Um, agencies or what organizations you're yeah, going to it's all uh, going straight to the wildlife hospital at the australia zoo oh okay mm -hmm. excellent yeah another musical break and we'll be right back and i think we're going to take a few minutes to talk about pie <laughs> <laughs> Once a jolly swagman camped by a billabong Under the shade of a coolabar tree He sang as he watched and waited till his billy boiled You'll come a-waltzing Matilda with me Waltzing Matilda, waltzing Matilda You'll come a-waltzing Matilda with me He sang as he watched and waited till his billy boiled Ah, uh, Walter Matilda always makes me think of my kitty Matilda, long-haired calico cat. Gone a long time, but always in my heart. Forever. They're with you forever. Yep. Um, the whole pie. Yes. When did you start the whole pie? About three and a half years ago. Okay. Tell mm -hmm. us about it. Uh, well, so we are on 4th Street on the East End, next door to Hank's Creekside Cafe, 2792. And um, we're very small. We do everything by hand. And yet that's just before it's Farmer's Lane. It's just before Farmer's Lane. Yeah. 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 You have to be ready. Yes. You have to really be ready and then yeah. take that right. You have exactly. to really seize the moment <laughs> um, and swing into the parking lot. And, you know, people complain about our parking because Hank's is very busy in the morning. Yeah. He closes at 2. We're go. open until 7. Come for dinner. It's easy. Plenty of parking. And for dinner, we can give you a chicken pot pie. We can give you a braised short rib pie topped with mashed potatoes. We've got a mushroom pie with spinach and pine nuts. So, you know, we have all of the lovely sweet things that you want. Mm -hmm. And we have dinner, too. Savory pie. I love savory pies. As do I. Yeah. That but chicken pot. One. Brandy loves the artichoke so and good. spinach. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been making that chicken pot pie for 20 years. Mm -hmm. It's been my go-to. Someone just had a baby meal you know you know how you bring exactly. a meal exactly exactly here's Absolutely. your meal let me hold the baby right um and it's been chicken pot pie for me forever oh, interesting mm -hmm. cool yeah so i love i love to make pie and i love the way pie makes people happy it does that Absolutely. It's mm -hmm. like pies and cookies. Exactly. Cookies make people, just exactly. say the word cookie makes exactly. people happy. And you know, we have a cookie or two on our menu mm -hmm. and people say, well, why do you even have cookies? This is a pie shop. Uh. And I look at them and I say, because I get hungry. <laughs> <laughs> because cookies are delicious. People say, why do you, how, uh, what an odd thing to say. <laughs> well, you know, people are odd. There is that. Yes. There's that. And you're yes. open seven days a week. Seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. And you serve, you, you make little... Hand pies. Yeah, yeah, so so our whole joke is that all of our pies are served whole. You won't get a slice of pie because they're not cute slices okay. of pie. So we have a small hand pie, which is actually deeply satisfying. For me, that's lunch. Mm -hmm. um, for some you know, bigger folk, it's a snack, but it's a satisfying one. Mm -hmm. And then we have a personal pie, and then we have a family size pie. Okay. Yeah, and we even have a freezer full of frozen pies, so you can take them home. And bake it yourself? And bake it yourself. Okay. Right? That Keep a stash just like my Grammy did. That was going to be my next question. Is it primarily eat in or ta primarily take out you know, or sort of even? It, no, we thought people would eat in, and we started with a beer and wine license. We had Moonlight on tap and thought, oh, yeah, yeah. people are going to get a short rib pie and a pint of death and taxes and sit Absolutely. on our back deck, and no one did. Really? No. So it's takeout almost exclusively oh, okay yeah. sometimes people sit in and we like that mm -hmm. and we really do we have this beautiful secret deck um that it looks is. over the creek awesome mm -hmm. i will be there <laughs> i will be there um and now 
Are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> One of us ready. <laughs> We're hearing, if, if we get really quiet for a minute, you or me? we can hear some of the sounds coming from one of the uh, <laughs> little cages. She's nocturnal, so she's oh. awake. Hello. <laughs> oh, look at this. Oh, my gosh. It's kind of hard to look over the radio. <gasps> she's um, adorable. <laughs> y- you definitely will want to go to Mouthful's Facebook page, <laughs> and I'll try to get, um, when we get the podcast up, I'll try to get a picture with it. Uh, this is... Coco, Coco the armadillo. armadillo. Can I touch her? Yeah, so you um, don't want to pet her where she's open because a fun thing that these lovely armadillos do is they like to kind of uncurl a little bit and then a predator or something might be like, oh, look, there's the soft part and then they slam shut. (laughs) Well, she is wiggling her little nose at me. I'm holding her. They have a really good sense of smell. I was going to say, it looks like she's processing my smell. Um, so she can smell a bug hiding about seven to eight inches underground and use those big claws to dig it up. Awesome. And I found out that they have a really good sense of smell the hard way. <laughs> um, our other, I have another species of armadillo. Um, it's called a screaming hairy armadillo. <laughs> she will also be at the fundraiser. Um, and whenever I get a, you know, an animal in, we have it in isolation, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, making sure that it's nice and healthy and it's acclimating, you know, to our program well. And um, <laughs> the armadillo got out of her little... Um, pen and found her way into my 50 pound dog food bag and I saw my 50 pound dog food bag physically moving and I was like (laughs) oh my gosh I have a rat in my house what do I do and I was panicking and I was on the phone and um, they're like you just have to go look and I was like okay I was like panicking you know the animal lady terrified of this rat rat. yeah I understand um (laughs) We'll go in a cage with a 12 foot alligator but won't do a rat rat. um and so I look in there and this armadillo is on his back and it's like flinging pieces of dog food up with his front um, <laughs> nails and eating it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, you kidding me? having a party. Oh my gosh. It's the happiest thing. <laughs> I was like, all right, we don't feed you dog food. Dog food's fine. They're omnivores, but that's not what they that's normally eat. That's pretty funny. So seven or eight inches underground. Yeah. I just saw um, something on PBS about um, one of the nature shows. And basically a dog sense of smell is comparable to if you dissolved half a teaspoon of sugar in an Olympic swimming pool, you would be able to taste it if you had taste equivalent to a dog's sense of smell. That's how detailed it is. I I believe it. My husky will get on the counter if there's a little... Scrap of food. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I have I have two dachshunds, and one of them is so motivated by his nose. She's now turned herself into a little ball. Mm-hmm. It's actually the only species of armadillo that can roll up in a ball completely. It's Good camouflage. Com- you would never, if you were just out walking around somewhere, uh, out in the wild, you would pass this by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Brazil. I love how perfectly she fits together. It, uh, yes. You know, every piece. Her ears fold in. Her little fascinator hat disappears, and the her way her ta- tail folds up right next to her face. It's absolutely brilliant engineering. It is. Mm-hmm. And where is she from? So this one would be native to Brazil. Um, mm-hmm. It's a Brazilian three-banded armadillo. Um, the two armadillo species we have are both South American-based. Mm-hmm. They like tropical climates. Um, we do have a species of armadillo that lives in the United States, mm-hmm. not in California, but in the Midwest. It's called the nine-banded armadillo. They're uh-huh. big and gray, and they can actually jump up, and they can swim. Okay. They can hold their breath underwater and walk, yeah. I should say. And we have them in... Um, the South, too, in Texas, don't yeah, we? Yeah. yeah, I'm originally yeah. from Oklahoma, <laughs> and yeah, we, we had a lot of them. <laughs> but they don't roll up in a ball. A lot of people think uh, all armadillos roll up in a ball, and this is actually the only, only species one. that do, um, do. Yeah. Well, she is just She's adorable. adorable. How interactive? Do, does she get to know you and become, does she? Yeah, Is yeah. she interactive? Yeah. So she knows, you know, people who take care of her. She um, Her favorite food in the entire world is a mealworm. So if you give her a mealworm, I know she should have You're quirky. her best friend. Yeah, like, um, she... She'll be your best friend. Um, mm-hmm. Like she likes to, you know. You heard her kind of scratching at her mm-hmm. carrier. She was like, "I'm ready to get out." She's nocturnal, so she's mm-hmm. waking up for the night and ready to go. She kind of moves like a Roomba. That's what I think of. Um, oh, a Roomba and those things. The, the vacuum. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what she does. She will walk. She does this little skitter scoot. Yeah. Because right? she's smelling. She's looking for bugs that might be on your table. You know. Um, she also walks on the very tops of her nails, if you watch how she walks. Yeah. And I also named, I named her Coco because, one, she looks like a coconut, but also Coco Chanel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, you know, a little bit of both. Um, if I ever get a boy, um, I'm going to name it Roomba. <laughs> but, um, you know, Trisha was saying that her um, pattern almost looks like, like a um, pineapple. 
No, I think she looks like she's been crocheted. Oh, she has okay. all these little rosettes that remind me of the those crocheted blankets. You know, it also looks a little bit like um, a bee. Mm, she smelled like bee, bees keep their you know a beehive. She still uh, smells a little like. Mm. Have you ever smelled an armadillo? <laughs> Not much, not a lot of... I think she smells like beeswax. Hmm. To me, she right now... Mostly she <laughs> smells warm. Well, yeah. She smells warm. Hi there. You're so cute. You're adorable. <laughs> Who else did you bring with you? Um, oh, look, you're, you're reacting to me. She wants to... Get, she wants to... <laughs> you want to get down you and know, explore around? everything. Okay, there um, we go. She will go right off the edge. She so will. We'll yeah, no depth house. perception. I'll move this all this breakable fun stuff and I'll get out the fun one. Dun 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 dun. I know. So you guys are about to meet Mischief. And Mischief is a ringtail lemur. And ringtail lemurs are not normally made for radio shows because they like shiny stuff. Ah. <laughs> they're, so they're like Corvids. <laughs> he just likes stuff, I should say. It's not even just shiny stuff. Oh, it's just okay. stuff. <laughs> they're very grabby. Uh-huh. Grabby, grabby, grabby. He's the cutest thing. He's well, the cutest thing. I know the lemur. I know lemurs because Hi, of Safari West. And the, oh, yep, there he is. Hi, handsome. Mm -hmm. So, this lemur is named Mischief. He's about three years old, and he's a ringtail lemur. Um, he'll be one of the animals that are up. But um, out of all the animals we actually have, he's probably the honoriest. <laughs> he's like my bodyguard. Who you want something to say? We're not going to touch that microphone. Yeah, <laughs> he like, touches it anyways. <laughs> he does, he seems fairly fearless. Oh, absolutely. He's not afraid of anything. Yeah. He's the biggest and baddest thing in this room right now besides me. Mm -hmm. I'm the dominant female, so he'll listen to me, but we're not going to pull stuff out. Excuse you. Nope. And what'd you say? He's about three? Yeah, he's about three. They're going to live over 25 years. Okay, where did where did he come from? So he actually came from another zoo. Um, his grandma um, was the dominant female. Mm -hmm. And so um, him and his mom kind of got in an argument when grandma didn't have a baby. So um, he actually came to live with me then. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's been here for about three years. Um, <laughs> he was so tiny whenever we got him. He was so little. Um, he actually has a whole language, too. I was hoping he would make some noises, but, you know, lemurs, you maybe, can't make them do anything. Maybe he will. So so they do have, uh, they vocalize. Oh, absolutely. When they're born, they know about 20 different sounds. Excuse you. <laughs> they like he's to get their way. He, grabby, grabby. he likes to pull all the chords grabby, grabby. that mm -hmm. he can see here in the studio. And so he'll be, is he your only lemur right now? No, actually, um, the whole program actually started with another rescue ringtail lemur. Okay. Um, her name is Miko. She's about nine years old now. Um, and she came from, you know, a little roadside zoo that wasn't taking very good mm. care of her. I got her. She was really in bad shape. You know, it's always the free animals that cost you the most. <laughs> so my free ringtail lemur cost me over $5,000 in vet bills. Um, and she's fine now. She's totally fine. She's healthy. She's terrified of other lemurs. And she's terrified. Um, she doesn't like going to programs. So what we always say at Safari Encounters is we don't force any animal to come to a program. Mm -hmm. That is the only way we're funded. Um, so when people book us for a school program or birthday, that's how... That's how support, it, yeah. Um, but um, me, we don't force an animal to do that. So our joke is, you know, if an animal decides they don't like traveling or going in carriers or people even, they just retire with full benefits. <laughs> there you um, go. And so Miko has done that. Um, Does she, are they friends? They are in an enclosure next to each other. Oh, okay. um, mischief, they're both odd. You know, like all the animals I have are just kind of odd. And so Mischief here, he... Um, doesn't necessarily like other lemurs too, but because he, he's been raised alone, mm -hmm. you know, um, sure. he wasn't raised with Miko. He wasn't, you know, Miko was afraid of other lemurs. Um, you know, both of them are fixed, so they're not going to be breeding or mm -hmm. anything like that. Coco wants to say hi. <laughs> you know, it's how Mischief kind of positioned himself between Trisha and I. Mm -hmm. He's making sure that we don't get in a fight. So, oh um, really? Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, out of, for the next twenty-something years, he'll be the. Um, I'll be the only person that will be able to handle him like this. And that's, you know, in other states, people love to get lemurs as pets. 
Oh. It's crazy. Um, and for about three years, they're great. And then they kind of start getting their hierarchy, which is a female-dominant thing. Um, so they pick that one person, and then that's it for them. Mm-hmm. But if you go to a zoo, you might go into, like, Lemur Island. Those are parent-raised lemurs. So he mm-hmm. um, is, you know, he just thinks we're weird-looking for lemurs. <laughs> so he looks at He people, thinks you're a weird-looking lemur. Yeah, you know, he's like, I don't know where your tail is, but, you know, you're my mom. So. You're the queen. Mm, yeah. Oh, make yourself comfortable, dude. How does he like, what does he do during the day? What What are activities <laughs> that he likes other so than he eating? he loves toys. Oh, my okay. gosh, this animal loves toys. You know those, you know, cheap McDonald's, like, Happy Meal toys um, that make noises? Oh. I had to take the batteries out of some of them because, like, it's like you know when you have like really small toddler that mm-hmm. just makes the same noise over and over, over and over and again. Over, yes, yeah, that's a lemur. Mm-hmm. A lemur is a toddler for twenty-seven years, <laughs> so he likes to get different toys. Um, he loves stuffed animals. Right now, oh. he has a stuffed sloth, and that's what he sleeps with at night. Um, in his little hammock. Um, he also likes, uh, you know, different, you know, food-based. You know, rewards like mm-hmm. all sure. animals, of course. Like, you know, me too. Um, and so like Trisha brings me co- cookies, you know, speaking of that all the time. She's like, You look stressed. Here's a cookie mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. cookies for Brandy yeah. and bananas for Miko. <laughs> <laughs> um, his favorite food right now is a blueberry, but you know, next week that will change probably uh-huh. as soon as you buy lots of blueberries. Absolutely, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. that's the way it always works with animals. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he likes to sun, he loves it when it's nice and warm out, mm-hmm. and you see he's kind of curling up to go to bed. Um, Look at him acting like he's all cute and sweet. I know, right? Oh. I wish they he was always like this. If he's oh. cold, he'll snuggle with me. Um, but you know, the minute <laughs> you know, my boyfriend Daniel, um, he like he gave me a pat on the shoulder when we were walking by his enclosure, mm-hmm. and Mischief's ears went right back, and he started barking at him. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Ooh, you're gonna get in trouble." Mm-hmm. Hi, buddy. So he's very protective. Of oh, you. absolutely. Yeah, that's so, so great. I love that. I love that. I. I like the idea it's, of having yeah. animals that are protective mm-hmm. of me. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. Not so great for the staff. <laughs> but, you know, we all know how to work with them. And, you know, it's just knowing their boundaries. Like, every animal has a different personality, too. So, I should say, if you are just tuning into Mouthful, if you missed the first part of the show, we have animals here in the studio today who are going to be some of the guests of honor next Sunday at Wine Country for Wildlife, a benefit um, to help the uh, animals displaced, killed, threatened by the wildfires in Australia. Um, I think we have one more. Yes, Mm -hmm. we do. Hi, buddy. Okay, we're not going to go eat her. No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when Brandy was talking about um, the lemurs and their language, Sometimes when I go to care for the animals, the both the lemurs have a lot to say to me, and I'm certain that they are swearing at me like sailors. <laughs> you know, it's like they're offering to cut me. They're like, hey, lady, hey, lady, come on, get a little closer, come on. <laughs> but they also, if I'm not around, they don't need to protect me, right? So whenever, like, ah, um, Trisha so- or our son, you know, both are over, um, they'll kind of go up to the end of the closure, and they'll, like, turn their back and, like, expect back scratches. Okay. So this is Gatorade. <laughs> It certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I back up? No, it's okay. okay. It's okay. How old? <laughs> you know what? I don't know. This alligator was actually walking down the road in Santa Rosa. Um, so it's a rescue. <laughs> I remember you had a rescue at Safari West mm-hmm. that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, all of the alligators I have are rescues. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. But uh, it was a small one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was. It might have been this mischief. one. Um, this is the. Sm- no, actually, that's a lie. We have one one that's smaller than okay. this, but I just got that one in. So this is probably her. Um, when I got her, she was really, really tiny um, and she was super underweight. You might notice she has a little bit of scarring around her mouth and she has an indent in her tail. Um, old scars, stuff that happened way prior to me. Um, and alligators have a beautiful resilience. Um, you know, an alligator can get its leg chopped, you know, bit off and then just like walk on like it's no big deal in wow. Everglades. They're actually studying their blood um, for different pharmaceutical reasons to see why they don't get infections the way people do. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. Um, um, would he have been, she have been walking down the road in Santa Rosa because somewhere somebody bought Absolutely. A, a, a pet. <laughs> mm-hmm. They call that like a PPD, which is a poor personal decision. Okay. And they bring back and a then baby they don't alligator. know what to and they don't know what to do with it after. Yeah. What are and they, they don't want to get trouble. Um, you know, I would love to tell you what they're thinking, but I, I don't know. <laughs> um, so on average, we get anywhere from seven to fifteen rescue alligators every year. 
and that happens from this area. Um, really? Yeah. So, you know, you go to different states, not just Florida. I mean, you could go a couple states over and hey, find Louisiana. alligators in pet stores. You know? They wouldn't let me. I was going to take a jungle or what, a cruise, one mm-hmm. of those cruises. That it was in January, um, very cold, my daughter and I, and we were to take one of those bio swamp cruises. Mm-hmm. But I had my little uh, dogs and Joey with me. And they oh, looked no. at him and they said, no, <laughs> yeah, can't let you go because the alligators might jump up and get him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, Terrifying. they eat something about the size of their head. Um, so a big male alligator. Her? Yeah. Just not the teeth in, you know. Um, <laughs> Hi there. Are so they, you feel are the, they like, interactive? Do they f- form? Oh, yeah. Alligators are super smart. Okay. Um, I know a, fr- um, a friend that's working at another facility. He taught his alligators um, colors. And so he'll be like, go get the red ball. And the alligator will go get the red ball and bring the red ball back and then get his treat. And so we're learning all. When I was growing up with animals, I was always told alligators, not very smart. You know, um, we always learn so much (laughs) um, every year about different animals. We've learned so much. I Mm -hmm. remember when I was growing up, I was always told animals don't think. Mm-hmm. Animals don't, because I had I had a dog and I loved cats, and I was curious about their behavior. But everyone always, the adults always said they don't think, they don't know anything. Mm-hmm. No, like, um, we're so doing a whole crocodilian program. Actually, it's going to be some a new program that we're working on. Um, so we're going to have a bigger alligator, six plus feet. We have our little ones. Um, we're going to have a Nile crocodile. We're going to have um, some caiman. And so that will be a program that's for just for school assemblies uh-huh. um, and libraries or bigger programs like that. Um, we're not going to bring those to someone's house. <laughs> but what do you feed them? So alligators, we give them a variety of things. So mm-hmm. they get whole prey, um, which would be frozen, thought out rodents. They would get um, chicken breasts. They would get shrimp. They would get fish. Just kind of depends. We kind of mix up their diet a little bit. So they're they're car- are they carnivores? Just or carnivores, or, uh, yeah, carnivores. Yeah, they're okay. not going to eat any broccoli. Um, <laughs> but this is a female, so she's only going to get about six to eight feet full grown. The male that we have is going to be about twelve to sixteen feet and eight hundred pounds. So the males get quite a bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I really like the alligators. They tend to stay very calm, mellow. Um, you know, crocodiles and caiman are very different in their personality. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. absolutely. People always ask me which one is more dangerous. And I every time say crocodiles. Okay. <laughs> Well, actually, I say whichever one's closest to you. But, yeah. you know, after that, I tell them it's a crocodile. She looks like the way her mouth goes. It looks mm-hmm. almost like a smile. She's smiling. She yeah. Has, you notice smiling? her teeth, too. Um, so her teeth, whenever you remember to stay away from those teeth. <laughs> yes. So the teeth, whenever they're hanging down, they're going to be mostly top teeth that you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also might see that she's missing a couple. And that's totally fine because she goes through about 70 sets of teeth in her lifetime. Oh. So there's constantly new teeth growing. That's why they're always beautiful and white. Um, and so... Alligators, mostly top teeth. On a crocodile, it's going to be top and bottom teeth. Okay. She's very sweet. Mm-hmm. How old is she? Don't know. My oh, best guess right. would be like said. a couple years. A couple years. Yeah, okay. um, she's going to live over 50 years. So, I mean, very young still. Uh-huh. Uh, I just don't know because it all depends on how the person before me kept her. They mm. could have power fed her and she could be a year old, you know, mm. or they could have just slow fed her and she could be five. I have no idea. idea. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Now I remember that you said you didn't know because she was walking down the road hitchhiking yeah. in, on Santa Rosa mm. Avenue perhaps. There's a joke in there, right? <laughs> right. Somewhere the there's a joke. The road. You would think people always are so shocked. They're like, this happens in Sonoma County and I'm like, I pulled a seven foot alligator out of a creek in Petaluma. Really? Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was like, so, yeah. People I've, are nuts. Yeah, people, people are always are like, really I can keep nuts. an alligator. It's fine. It can't be that hard. You know, I have people hard. that come up to my programs and they're like, oh, if you're doing it, I can do it. I'm like, I have 10 years of experience and a bachelor's degree. What do you mean? Um, Not just and, that, you have the infrastructure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people around me that also know what they're doing. This mm-hmm. is not just a single person thing. You know, like mm-hmm. we all work as a team and it wouldn't, the whole business wouldn't survive without everybody is around us uh-huh. um but yeah like we we work with a wide variety of things and alligators as calm as they appear but this alligator is handled every day to keep her used to people keep her, yeah. yeah and she knows that people aren't going to hurt her it's it's the uh-huh. reason she can't ever go back into the wild either. right because alligators once they are raised in captivity they make a bond and an association with people and food sure. they're going to go right to a person and expect food mm-hmm. so she could never go back to florida and live because mm-hmm. she'd be labeled a nuisance alligator so exactly She's well, live with us. We like, we like you here. Mm-hmm. Okay, we only have a few minutes left, so let's re- give everybody the details. If sure. you want to meet um, Coco, 
mischief or Gatorade (laughs) or any of the uh, many other animals. Do we know the name of the penguin? Um, I don't. I'm sorry. That's okay. We'll find out. (laughs) There's a reason to go. Find out the name of the penguin. Right. (laughs) So it's all happening on Sunday, January 26th. Yes. Mm -hmm. It starts at 11 o'clock. Yes. $75. Yes. Is there a wrap-up time? 2.30. 2.30? 2.30? Sort okay, of goal. something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be a live auction. Yes. There will be music by the fabulous duo. Sorry, not sorry. Um, raffles. And then... Um, you said some, the um, centerpieces? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to raffle the centerpieces. Yeah, that's a and great idea. We have all kinds of interesting centerpieces, including, which I think is adorable, something that my cousin's wife made with her kindergarten class in San Francisco. So we have Miss Katie's Kinders who've <laughs> made us a centerpiece, and it's adorable. Cool. Yeah. So, And how do people get tickets? So if you go to safariencounters.org. Just as it's regular spelling, safariencounters.org. Or the Facebook page is also, we'll get you to the website. Um, And or you can go to becomeonevoice.com, which is the nonprofit that we're working in partnership with for this event. Okay. They offered to handle all of our tickets and we're like, sure, please become us. (laughs) Becomeonevoice.com. And um, they, you can go to either website. It'll take you to PayPal link and that PayPal link will let you buy those tickets the tickets um will because it's happening so short we're not going to mail out tickets of course we're going to have a generated list from that paypal and you just bring your confirmation number check into the front desk and you're in i do want to point out tickets are pre-sale only only, and we will be stopping sales uh i believe two days in advance so that the caterer can prepare okay so friday Mm -hmm. friday Mm -hmm. will be the last day to buy a ticket that's this friday for wine country for wildlife all of the proceeds go to the hospital at the Australia Zoo. Mm-hmm. The Australian Zoo. So if you've been just wanting to do anything at all for Australia's animals, this is one really great thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think there will probably be other possibilities coming up later in the year, but this is let's let's get them twenty let's get them fifty thousand dollars. Yes, yeah. please. You know, That'd be let's great. you know <laughs> um, they need our help. They, they helped mm-hmm. us. Let's help them. Agreed. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks to both of you. Thank you for uh, having Trisha us. Trisha Davis of The Whole Pie. Thank you, thank you. Brandy Blue of Safari Encounters. Thanks very much. Thank Thanks you. to our program director, Sean Knight, for engineering for Mouthful. And be sure to tune in next week for another yummy episode of Mouthful. Smart talk about food, wine, farming, and many other things <laughs> here on KRCBFM. Have a great week. Rips a car.